Yeah, Tim, oh, no. you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do work. Work. Work, work. Like you're work, gonna have to work, fucking work. work that shit. I mean I do have to go to work tomorrow. Put that ass to work. Welcome to Brose. Nobody better lay a finger on my butterfinger. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros and Rose. On an audio feed reporting live from Bell Noir, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweet. Hey, everyone. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from Springfield, it's Tim Hansen. Oh, yeah. What's up, man? How's everybody doing? <laughs> Got Macho Man Randy Savage on the mic. Yeah. On the cream of the crop. Because <laughs> when you think Springfield, you think Randy Savage. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. What's up, guys? I was, I was expecting Duffman. Kimberly. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> to paraphrase uh, Anchorman, Tim and I have been doing the same Duffman impression for 15 years, and in no way is that depressing. <laughs> nope. Uh, <laughs> uh, you guys hanging in there? How's everything going? I uh, I just got done my first full week back to work. Dude, he did it. I have a headache today. <laughs> Not really, but I did after work. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Was it, is it like, a, like a pulsating headache, a pickaxe headache? Uh, just, like, what just, looking at? Uh, like more of a like just a frustration. I've read too much headache and I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. That's nice. That's good. Yeah, the trainings, <laughs> yeah. the trainings for re- getting reacquainted to work or a new job or or even you know relearning an old position or something like that. Like those standardized trainings are just like mind numbing. It's yeah, like, yeah. Eyes rolling and, in the back of the head. Yeah, it's it's worse off that I cannot learn that way, no matter how much I try. Mm-hmm. Sitting there reading, I do not process the work. Like, I like the, I like the uh, the examples they give or like the, the real life simulations like uh, it's like, oh, here's a Carl customer has come in and he's not <laughs> happy about his account. He's called in because something's not working. And it's like a very elaborate backstory for yeah. Carl customer. I uh, had uh, I had uh, Bruce Wayne wanted to get uh, information on his loan. So oh, yeah. he sent in his check with his payment with a request. Yeah, okay. And then I had uh, Diana Prince <laughs> wanted this information. Diana Prince is Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. I think we knew I that. Thought was, I, th- I thought it was a uh, royal family Princess Di uh, <laughs> roundabout, roundabout reference. Princess, I mean, Di- <laughs> Princess Di calling to secure a credit card. <laughs> also, she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's this guy calling in for an estate that, matter? Is that going to affect her chances on a loan? Yeah. I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to call up the company that is uh, uh, having us do this work and just be like, y- you know, uh, Bruce Wayne's fake, right? <laughs> call Bruce Wayne fake. The answers are always good, too. Like, uh, it's always like, yeah, the first answer is always like, you know, talk to them appropriately, escalate appropriately, and then C is always just like, do whatever you want. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's always this just like just wing it, man. Like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> make it up as you go along because it's not important for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, glad you're back, Rich. Glad everybody's back here on the Brose podcast. Uh, welcome to the Brose podcast, available as always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else where fine podcasts are bought and sold. Uh, we are on the first episode of session 32 here 
on the award-winning Brose podcast. And if you listen to any of our 31 sessions before, you would know that the premise of our show is to answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything while we enjoy a delicious, crisp glass of rosé. And if you have any questions you'd like us to answer on the air, please email us at brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. And we will answer them to the best of our ability or maybe like 50% of the best (laughs) of our ability if we're really just not feeling it that night. Tim, did you get enough sleep this time, Tim? No. Oh, <laughs> the final two thirds of that last episode that we did was just Tim I just going like, I don't go to sleep. Yeah, I, I don't care. Whatever you do, you. <laughs> Every single one was like ice cream. I don't care. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Just let's go to bed. It yeah, was yeah. also in, in Tim's defense. We <laughs> recorded for like five hours, which is I unreal didn't... and got three hours of content somehow. Yeah. This is like somehow we get worse at this every single week. <laughs> It's like the opposite of Malcolm Gladwell. Like you work, you know, practice something for ten thousand hours and suddenly become an expert. Like we're just like getting worse and worse. Like Benjamin buttoning these these sessions. What? How does or this happen? Bedger. Or or Badger? <laughs> I put the fires out. Uh, you made them worse. All right, let's let's talk about what we're drinking tonight. Now I'm going to start with Rich because Rich is not drinking wine this week because Rich. It, this is my birthday session, so my Woo! birthday will be. It will be the day before ses- uh, uh, session th- uh, 32.3 launches. Um, and I am drinking beer like I was last year. But this year I got Glutenberg. Mm-hmm. And uh, this session, at least, I'm drinking Glutenberg white. It is more akin to like a, a blue moon. Uh, it- it's made with uh, millet and buckwheat. Mm. Okay. And it, it has... Uh, Quinoa, amaranth, hops, orange peel, coriander in it. It's good. I like it. If you like the the like the those white beers, like like a, a blue moon or an Allagash white or whatever, this will be definitely up your alley. Okay. All right. Solid. Solid. Nice. Nice. Uh, nice. Sean, what are you drinking? I am drinking Maison Number no. Nine, and I'll tell you, this wine was nineteen dollars. And I bought it. I had another. I have another bottle of wine that I also bought. But then I was walking by this, and I could not look away because who was who was on the advert for this? Post Malone himself. This is Post yes. Malone's wine. And Malone. I gotta say, congratulations to Post. He made Josh basically. It's exactly the same. <laughs> it is exactly the same as Josh. It's not worth nineteen dollars, but yeah. it's good. Like it's very drinkable. I, I would not say this this is that much better than the you know the bottom shelf eight. Or nine dollar bottle, but it's good. Mm-hmm. So, I, I seem to recall looking through the video as you were opening it. There was a glass uh, butt plug in that. Mm-hmm. Yes, looks like the top <laughs> of a rook. They're the best. I like to think that I like to think that Post Malone like specifically requested that part. Like yeah. he has no other input on any of their flavors. Of the wine's like, yo, I want the butt plug. Cork, I need it if yeah. possible. <laughs> uh, Tim, what are you drinking? Uh. I already forgot what it's called. Mm-hmm. It's called Unshackled, the pri- from the Prisoner Wine Company. Uh, since I had a shithole of the week, Martha actually bought me a thirty dollars bottle of rosé. Wow, um, snazzy! And, and we, we've had we've had conversations in the past of like, at what point do you begin to like lose your return on your investment? Yeah. Mm. Uh, I would say this, this is an example of that. 
It's it's yeah. not say it's right right it's not, not to name that. a random number, but it's right around thirty dollars <laughs> where that right starts to happen. Uh, oh. No, it, it's actually pretty good. I think the it's slightly on the dry side, which I'm not a huge fan of typically, but normally dry wines like almost instantly give me heartburn, and I don't have that. Like it doesn't mm. feel acidic on the back end, so uh, I dig it. And plus, the front of it looks like a what's that thing from the Da Vinci Code? Where it's like sliding. Oh, the, the codex, right? Yeah, uh, sure, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> I think you're thinking of the Mona Lisa, Tim. Nailed it. <laughs> Looks like the Mona Lisa. <laughs> Excellent. All right, good. I am drinking uh, a Pinot Noir Rosé uh, made by uh, Villa Wolf, uh, or as I'm going to call it, uh, Tim might get this, Villa. Um, this <laughs> Pinot Noir Rosé is a 2019. Uh, this uh, It's a bright, refreshing rosé from Germany's Rhine River Valley. We may have had this before. This sounds like a very similar uh, description to several rosés we've had in the past. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to have a unique Valley. description. That has a delicate red berry aroma and a clean z- – never mind. We've never had this before. A clean, zippy finish. Uh, <laughs> Are you sure that wasn't made from Dave Matthews and it's about a rhinoceros? <laughs> no, no, no. no I remember bottle. that one vividly. I remember that one word for word. The description was <laughs> – <laughs> No word from the person who made this. Shut yeah. the fuck up, Dave Matthews. Yeah, yeah Dave, <laughs> shut up. That was the uh, the joint effort between David Matthews and David Lee Roth. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, this is fine. It's a Pinot Noir Rosé. I haven't had one of these in quite a while. This one is fine, but it's not quite as as dry as I would have expected from a Pinot Noir Rosé. It is it's pretty good. It is it's fine. It's like twelve bucks. Uh, you know, it's you know it's 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 an okay rosé. It is not what I would recommend as my number one choice for a Pinot Noir Rosé. I'd go with Matua if you're going to go with an entry level Pinot Noir Rosé. But this one's fine too. Uh, all right. So, Tim, you have our first round of questions, correct? I, I do, and I didn't have to do anything I would regret later to get the questions. This is great. <laughs> I don't know why you'd bring that up proactively, Tim, <laughs> on your own without any suggestion from anyone else. I mean, I'm disappointed I don't get to use my hooker heels, but you know what? I, it works out. Listen, you said you're going into work tomorrow, right? There you go. Yeah, No, uh, that's tomorrow night, sweetie. <laughs> youch. Okay. Uh, what's our first question, Tim? Right. Question number one. Uh, from John Tersich, should Marion Sean buy Jacob a custom built PC? Hmm. Sean, here's so here's why. Here's why that question came up because Jacob wants a laptop, and we were thinking about getting him one for his birthday, but we can't. I think we were just having we were having a discussion of whether we what like what laptop we should get, and John was like, you should just build a PC for. Because it's cheaper and you're going to get a better product at the end. Which, and and also, John offered to build the PC. If we bought all of the component parts, he would put it together for us. And that's something that he does. And I also, Tim can do it too. Um, but, so so that's that's the, the background story. So I feel like I have to recuse myself from this question because <laughs> it's about me. Now, Jake, Jake is 12 now? He is or is he, 12. He's, he's going to be turning 13 in a couple of months? Yes. Am I mixing this up? Okay. You're correct. Uh, okay. So, so you know, I mean, you're getting into the point where you, you, know, you might be interested in tinkering around. This might be a, a good familial project. Uh, mm-hmm. Tim can speak to this a little bit better than I did. I only That's did, exactly what I've I was only did some rudimentary customization on my computer, but I, I would imagine that this is – you know, this we go like, hey, this is how this works. This is how you connect, you know, SATA cables. This is how you, you know, this is where everything goes. 
this is the whole process and, and it might turn into something that he appreciates, especially if he likes gaming, but I'll, mm-hmm. I'll defer to Tim on this. Uh, that's exactly where I was at is, is it's a fun experience to kind of go through. And especially since Jake has clearly never, never built a computer. You haven't, Mary hasn't. It's a, it's a fun like process to go through. Like, how does this work? It gives you a deeper appreciation for computers in general, but also just like, I've learned a skill. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess in reference, you, you started with, uh, he asked for a laptop. So then, I think well he wants. I'm pretty sure he wants a gaming PC, like a PC okay. for games. And so like you can get that with a laptop, but you have to spend a lot of money. And I would rather. I think it's it's a better investment. And I think honestly, a PC for him as a child will last longer because he's not moving it. Handsome. Honestly, just like just like the uh, the lack of mobility of a PC is probably better for him. Yeah. yeah, like what what you could do if he wants a gaming rig, it's still going to be pricey because all the mm-hmm. new stuff is coming with the ray tracing capabilities. And if you don't buy that, it's going to be obsolete within six months. So you need the ray tracing in it. Um, Rich, what is ray tracing? So it's it's the big thing that they're uh, spreading for like the PS5 and things like that. Like if you go watch videos for like the new Ratchet and Clank. And you see, like, the reflection of the light coming off of Clank. That's basically what it is. It's the game It's the game reading where the light would hit and how it would reflect off. And it's di- it's all dynamic. So literally it's light not- ray tracing. It's like a graphical effect tracing where light rays are coming from. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. The visual impact is stunning. Like, you, you can watch a, a good game on anything right now and be like, oh, this looks great. But you can take that same game and turn on ray tracing and it looks completely different and fucking gorgeous. So yeah. it, it, it's, I, it gives you more depth, uh, differences in color, like between a shadowed area and like if you're walking outside and outside is already bright, normally it's like really flushed out and you can't see anything, but it gives more depth of those, even the darker stuff, even though you think, oh, it'll bring more depth to the light because the light's bouncing off the of stuff. It's like, even in the dark, it still is better. Okay. Yeah. And, and a lot of games are going to be incorporating that to where, like, when I built my PC back in, like, 2010, all you needed was a lot of gigs in your graphics card. That was it. But since then, even, like, a year later, they started introducing physics engines and and, and things like that that you can't just look into the how big your graphics card is. It has to have all these new capabilities. Mm. Um, but, yeah, if, if he wants it for gaming, definitely build him a, a rig. And if he wants something mobile, the money you're going to save on building him a PC, you could probably get a solid uh, tablet for him as well. Hmm. Like one that could play like the, the Fortnite mobiles and stuff like that. Yeah. That he might be looking to play. Yeah. If, if the end goal is gaming, I would I would skip the laptop because to get a laptop that is any is worth its salt in gaming, you can build an equally as good or better pc for the same or less yeah and laptops tend to burn themselves out simply because of their form factor and they can't they'll burn out the graphics card inside or they'll they'll burn out the uh cpu so having the larger form factor and being able to take more heat away from that um works out better yeah like i've been i've been looking into a gaming pc myself and i've been wanting a laptop but the one I'm looking at 
is somewhere between fifteen hundred to two thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Yeah. Which I I could definitely rebuild or build a new PC for about nine hundred to a thousand. Then I still have that five hundred that I could put on like a really good monitor or a new mm-hmm. or a tablet or something like that. I also look at this from a very practical perspective. Um, listen, Jay can like spill a drink on anything, but like <laughs> you have much less of a chance of like walking around with a laptop and going down the stairs with his gaming rig going, oops, and then $2,000 yeah. just flies through the air. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You know, you're a little more stable with the desktop setup, I, I will I will say. Yeah, plus, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm plus, thinking too. You also have the upgradability. You don't have to make him a like fucking boss ass machine out the gate because probably whatever he's playing now may not even require that. I know Fortnite doesn't require ex- extensive yeah. anything. So even if you get like an RTX 2060, uh, which has ray tracing on it, it's like the bottom end of that class of graphics card. That's only 250, I think right now. Uh, because they also just announced the 3060s in that that series. So it's like, yeah, those numbers are starting to come down. You can get that base level, get a motherboard that just barely handles anything that he's going to do on it, which is more or less what I did with mine. And then like 32 gigs of RAM. That's going to last him forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would I would uh just I would kind of do it the opposite. Maybe go top of the line motherboard and processor. But then mid-tier, kind of like Tim was saying with the graphics card, this way, if he does want to do get better like graphics, he can just upgrade the graphics card. Because if you get a bottom-of-the-line motherboard and, and processor, and he wants to upgrade the graphics, he's going to need a new motherboard and processor. Mm. Which is also dependent on what he does. Because yeah. y- you, you have to find the balance of, is what, he, is what he's doing more... GPU heavy or is it more CPU heavy? Because you can get a Ryzen 5, which is like, it's not quite the bottom of what their current line is, but more most people would say like they have three tiers, that's the third tier. You can get a Ryzen 5 on a, what do I have? A 450 uh, motherboard and a 2060. You're not going to bottleneck anywhere. That works fine for almost anything that I would play. And if, but like an Intel, like you don't necessarily need an i10 because the CPU is more for processing power and calculations and blah, blah, blah. So at a certain point, you're getting this high-end CPU that is doing absolutely nothing for you and you just dropped an extra $600 for no reason. Mm. So ultimately, it sounds like the route is build the PC. It's a yeah. nice activity. You learn a lot. Everybody that's involved, Sean, Jake, uh, yeah. Mary, uh, John, if he's jumping in on this, yeah, everybody has an opportunity to, to learn or teach or what have you, and then you wind up with uh, with a nice piece of machinery at the end. Yeah, I, I think I think one of the things was also that that because it's a bunch of component parts that you're putting together, it is easier along the way to just upgrade things, and you're not worried. Like if if when I need a new laptop, I just have to get a whole new laptop. Like it doesn't really make sense yeah. for me to like take it apart and just replace one thing. And a lot of times you can't because of how the space is. Yeah, like laptops it's, it's, are a totally different monster. And, yeah. And and on the price standpoint as well, like you could start buying the pieces now. His birthday's not for a few months. Mm. You can buy something every other week until you have everything. Whereas a laptop, you just got to shove out all $1,500, $2,000 at one time. Start power supply. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now start with the pretty, bl- the pretty blue lights. You're not allowed to have a gaming ring unless you have amazing fluorescent lights pouring out of every corner of it. 
Power supplies are what, actually what, uh, short Tim, supply. What, what? Why is that? Is that just a purely aesthetic thing? Like gamers just need to have like glowing lights at the side of the machine. It's, it's yeah. it, I think it was started because of Alienware. Alienware did all that cool stuff, and then all gamers wanted it. I think it's stupid. I like went out of my way to try to not get any. And I still ended up with some, and I'm mad about it. And Martha's like, hey, there's pretty lights. I was like, fuck. And then you took an axe to it. You're like, get this out of my house. I hate it. Vehicle. Yeah. Trash. My, my, my tower, the only reason I bought it is the one side looks like it has a uh, Sasuke's Mangeku Sharingan on it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, that's cool. I'll, keep, I'll get that. That is pretty cool. Tim, what is our, uh, our next question? Wait, we have more than one question? That's... Fuck. Uh, well, the next well, the next one is um, which uh, which core i nine uh, would you get an i seven <laughs> processor or you go with just an i five? Yeah, uh, clearly Ryzen nine XT, bitch. Well, if if you're gonna overclock, then you're gonna want to. You can all just shut the fuck up, and Tim can get to his next question now. <laughs> hey, you gotta get an AOI so it's an all in one cooler. It's gonna be great. All right, Professor Frank, what do we got? Why? <laughs> um. So this one comes from the one and only Donna Casnell, a.k.a. Matt's mom. Mm-hmm. Many of you have expressed dissatis- dissatisfaction with the results of the primary elections in the past few election cycles. How would you change the process that the presidential candidates are selected for each party? I.e., what changes would you like to see that would allow states that currently have later primaries to actually have a choice in the selection of the party candidate? Also, would you ever consider running for any political office yourself? I hope that you are all well and staying safe. My only plank of my platform. (laughs) (laughs) The only plank of my platform. Love you too, mom. Uh, The only (laughs) plank of my platform is to introduce ranked choice voting, which I think would solve all of this. Yeah, Uh, that's that's what I will say too. I don't think there's a problem with the primary process. I don't really care that much. I think the, I think the real problem is that there's only two parties that we can choose from. Yeah. And if, if we alleviate that issue, then the fact that, you know, we end up with a Biden every year, it wouldn't be so terrible because then you could end up with a Bernie as a legitimate independent candidate who would, you know, appeal to that base. And then also, you know, whomever, a libertarian dude, a, you know, you'd have like a bunch of, you know, like it would be kind of an open field. But I think the, you know, the what is the chaff, separating the chaff or whatever that is, the wheat from the chaff, like yeah. you would get yeah. the good ones would rise to the top. So I honestly I don't care. Uh, I, I don't think the primary matters that much. I've, I'm upset about it because, but only because there's only, that's the only person that we get. If there were more people, it wouldn't bother me so much that a Biden rent, like that a moderate won the democratic nomination. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, whatever, we have at least a far left candidate who is also viable or whatever. Yeah. I, I personally feel like, the primary shouldn't be you shouldn't be limited to just voting for your party because I should be allowed to go and be like, well, if they're going to run Republican, I get, I'm going to want this person instead of that person. If they're going to run Democrat, I'm going to want I, I want to be able to vote both candidates and both sides. I, it's, I, it, I, I would like, be careful with that. That winds up with a lot of troll votes from Republicans. I agree. Uh, yeah, I, that that's, up a lot. Yeah, I don't you get know to about pick that. one. You don't get to do both. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. if that's what you're after, and that's also by state, like I'm pretty sure as an independent, you can pick which primary you get to vote in depending on your state laws. I don't know if that's actually true. I'm speaking out of my ass, honestly. I, Pennsylvania I know that's not true. It's, it's not true in Pennsylvania. Yeah, and I know I'm, it's not I believe for us. In, 
I believe in New Jersey, if you're not re- if you're registered independent, you cannot vote in the primary. Yeah, yeah that's why that I is correct. That's why I registered as a Democrat. Was Me I too. wasn't independent for a while, but then I went to vote in the primaries, and I could only vote on like two things. So I was like, why would I do that then? Like I don't have any power to yeah, vote just like about who comes and gets into office. Yeah, and honestly, if ranked choice voting were introduced, I would I would drop the like. That I would drop out of the Democratic Party at like immediately. I'd be like, "Get the fuck yeah. out of here!" Well, obviously, yeah. like, because because it's silly to think that this. I don't know. It's very frustrating. Everything sucks. I'm yeah, so we, my 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 independent designation as a as a voter is like my last bit of hubris. Like, nah, you're not getting me yet. Yeah. I'm not joining either one of you. No, I'm staying here. And it is frustrating that I can't vote in the in the primaries for either party. But like, listen, they're they're. they're I mean, they're not private enterprises necessarily, but they get to make their rules. I mean, if they if they if they only want other Democrats to vote for the Democratic candidate in the primary, that, listen, that's your party, it's your rules. You know, I, I'm you know, as somebody who does not subscribe to your party, I should not be the one saying like you should change your rules so that I can vote in your party that I don't want to join. That makes sense. But we, yeah. we've talked about ranked choice voting on multiple occasions, so that's definitely where I think most of us lie. Yeah. Uh, and my big and like Sean said, my biggest issue with the primaries is then we're stuck with, all right, this is the one choice now. And if ranked choice voting was introduced into the primaries, then that would be more less sufferable, more sufferable. I never well, I think would eliminate a lot of the the problems. Sufferable, right? <laughs> Fair to moderately sufferable. Uh, I think I th- it would eliminate a lot of the date problems, too, because as you said, like New Jersey, you know, we're kind of, you know, by, by the time the primaries finally rolled around us, you know, for the Democrats, Biden was the only is the presumptive nominee. Sanders hasn't been actively campaigning for months. Um, but if you introduce ranked choice voting, you can still get sort of a groundswell of support for a candidate months down the road if they just say, hey, we're going to vote for one, two in the primary or something mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, I, I think you eliminate a lot of those date issues. Um, yeah. If you have this kind of ranked choice system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was there a question? For- oh, are we going to run for office? I knew there was something I, I had forgotten. Yeah. Anyone? I've, Anyone? I've, I've thought about like maybe trying to run for office in Belmar because this town sucks. And but I don't really know what I'd be doing. Is that or, you're, you're still working out that campaign slogan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Delmar sucks. <laughs> Welcome to Delmar. We suck. Sweet in 2020, king of the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I uh, think when I was in seventh grade or eighth grade, when I was in eighth grade, that we had to do we had our um, our yearbook for when we were graduating in quotes, and we uh, and. I said, it was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I wrote senator. And I don't really want to be a senator anymore because it seems like a lot of work and you have to, li- you have to like split your time in Washington. That sucks. But I would like to go into local government because I think that's where, honestly, that's where you affect change that is like calculable and impactful to your own life and the people around you. Truly. Yeah. So I would like to, at some point in the future, run for local office. But also, and that's the other thing is like, even on the local level, it is still a binary. Like you're either running as a Republican or running as a Democrat. Like there are no independents running for city council ever or, or mayor or anything like that. Yeah. For the super local ones. I've seen, I've seen people who have officially, uh, you know, affiliate themselves like the green party or the libertarian party Mm -hmm. or something like that. Like for like, you know, state Senate. Um, I've seen those kind of candidates there. Um, the ones that are always interesting are like school board, 
It's just yeah. like, boy, fuck, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> 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 I, I guess. Like, you can do some. No, is it, is it, there's a lot of birds going on around here. I love uh, it. It was cute. Yeah, Sean, you got some bird action going on I over do, there in probably. the sun? Probably. Yeah. We got birds all over the place out here. Yeah, just chirp, chirp, chirp. About, uh, and Gary wait. was barking a second ago. You know, it just we we're running and gunning here at the Brose podcast. <laughs> we we need those. Oh, we need those. <laughs> yes, from last session. <laughs> when they when they toss like when they teach podcasting one on one, they're like get as much ambient noise as possible, like <laughs> as, right. hey, as much Do stuff it. in the background as you can possibly get. Oh, let me turn um, my AC back on. Then. Yeah, yeah. Anyone got a fan? Like uh, <laughs> Martha has a friend uh, over there. He'll get them in here. Yeah. Hey, come, come on, say something. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on this one, or shall we move on? Uh, I think we can move on. Is no one else running for office? No. I'll run against you just for the lulls. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's fair. <laughs> that's, that's too much just, work just, that I don't want to put in, and I hate people. Well, yeah. That's going to suck when I name you my campaign manager, Tim. <laughs> oh, I'm, gonna, I'm a great hype man. That's all I want. <laughs> Then I'm your man, Listen, man but I will not you, run for office. You seen Trump's last like 19 uh, campaign managers? That's all you need is like is just big, but they're not obnoxious. Even good. No, they're not not even good at all. But they are loud and obnoxious and threaten to fight people, and that's all I'm looking for out of you, Matt. I will be your flavor flavor whenever you need me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, what is our next question? Today? Right. Next question. Did you watch the floor is lava? And do you think it's produced by Christians? It like really need it. Like really reads like a Christian, but trying to pretend to be secular show. It's just a vibe. Emily Cooper verbatim. <laughs> uh, okay. Verbatim. Uh, it was that's for, that was Mary was like, how do I how do I denote that this is exactly how the question was worded? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> verbatim. That's it. The yeah. floor uh, is lava. Like what, guys? <laughs> I so, have watched The Floor is Lava. Does it, do you get that vibe? Are you getting strong Christian overtones from it? <clears throat> um, like it's like yeah. a like Creed, like trying to be mainstream, <laughs> but you can still feel it. With arms wide open. No, I. It's trying to be I Christian, but they're drunk all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't get a Christian overtone from it. Uh, the show is absolutely infuriating to me. Um, but I abs- but in like. A good way, kind of, because like the P- it's the contestants mm. absolutely suck in this show. Uh, have any of you guys watched it? Do you know what it is? No, I refuse no. to watch it. Uh, it's like a like a game show, like a uh, Ninja Warrior type. We, of we thing. took the floor as so, lava, a kids game, and we made it on TV with adults. Yes. Yeah, so so uh, I I liken it to a combination between uh, 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 Legends of the Hidden Temple and Ninja Warrior. You have to get from point A to point B in the room to 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 escape, and there's water. If you if you sink into the water, you, you lose. Um, but for some reason, and this is the infuriating part, for some reason, only one person moves at a time, and it's teams of three, mm-hmm. which I don't understand because you're timed. If you make it through faster than the other team, then you win. So that's not a rule. They're just choosing to move individually. A lot of people are just choosing to roll individually, move individually. Like, well, then like, they're dumb. Yeah, yeah, and it's it, like some of the contestants are really stupid, <laughs> but like it's like a ridiculous concept. Like there was one where they're in, um, like it's supposed to be like a safari room, and the one guy goes across the wall to pull 
a lever to let down somewhere something in the other side of the room goes to the rest of to the other end of the wall and then stands there for five minutes debating whether or not he wanted to monkey bar or uh oh, is it whatever like monkey bar. the the bars is it monkey bar yeah. where it's mm-hmm. over your head yeah yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a horizontal ladder yeah he like debating whether or not one whether or not he wanted to do the horizontal ladder or cross back across the wall to go the way everyone else went and I'm just, why did you sit there for five minutes trying to figure this out when the other two people on your team are halfway through or more? Maybe he's and really is, bad at monkey bars. He could be. He he definitely could be. But it's just, I I love hate the show. Um, yeah. Is there anything no, I, on there that you think could possibly inform Emily's so, allegation of of? Christianity. It, and... it seems like it's from reading some things. I, I did type floors lava and then Christian show came up. So I think, I think the vibe is that it's so, um, it's just like so wholesome. Yeah. Banal and wholesome that it's like, it has that feeling where it's like, they're trying so hard not to offend everybody. It seems like, and it's so milk toast. And honestly, that's like, so Christian, you know what I mean? Like that kind of vibe. It's just like, <laughs> boring and like so like they're not pushing the gas they're like pushing the gas on how family friendly and accessible it is to like a very christian audience i think i don't think they're like it's overt but i i understand i think what she's saying in that she's getting that vibe where like you'd watch those christian shows if you went to catholic school that just had that vibe about them they weren't like overtly christian but they were like hey everybody don't do drugs so not necessarily yeah christian but it's like very clean yeah, exactly. It's yeah, so like, clean. Is Wipeout yeah, I, dirty? Like, I, I guess I, <laughs> I liken this to just a new version of Wipeout. Yeah, it, well, it might be, maybe even, like, just, like, the banter is, because in, in Wipeout, they, like, make fun of the people, but maybe the banter is less aggressively, mm. like, these guys okay. are dumb and getting hit, like, okay, how goofy I can see it is. It. I don't know. I don't, Look I haven't watched derp, it, so I can't around. say. Yeah, but that would make, it if it's just, like, it's like Bob Saget hosting America's Funniest Home Videos. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or what's the new guy, the other guy? The guy who came oh, after Bob oh, Saget. Tom Crap. He also did Dancer with the Stars, right? Yeah. But like, I don't remember his name. But now. like that guy has that vibe. Like just like a little bit Christian. Like you're like, all right, you're lame. You're just like, you're lame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone's Tom a little bit Christian. Tom, Berger- Tom Bergeron. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Tom. I think, Ber- I Tom Ber- so it seems like the floor's lava has Tom Bergeron vibes. <laughs> like Tom Bergeron would be hosting season two if it ever exactly. comes out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I, see, I have no opinion. Uttered on Brose. <laughs> Tom Bergeron vibe. <laughs> I think it finally we're almost two years in is our first Tom Bergeron reference. I'm actually a little surprised. Uh, I, I have no opinion. I've never seen this show. Uh, I I trust the opinions of of Rich and uh, Tim. Have you seen it? No, Tim yeah. refuses. I refuse no. to watch it. It looked like a dumb fucking show. <laughs> so mad about it, you refuse to answer my question. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say about it? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'm going to yeah. not watch it. That's what I'm going to do. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, Tim, what is our next question then? All right. If you could eliminate one law, what would it be? Submitted by Mama Kaz. Okay. So if you could eliminate one law, what would it be? Hmm. Only one. This is hard. Hmm. That weed's illegal. Uh, I. 
I don't I don't disagree. That's where my brain went first. But I think <laughs> I think that that opens up such a big can of worms. My serious answer is like getting rid of civil asset forfeiture. Uh, like the, the idea yeah. that cops can just take shit from you whenever they want without mm-hmm. a warrant, mm-hmm. uh, if it's suspected to be part of a crime, uh, which is a very broad power. But um, I don't know. What's my joke answer? Which is ultimately where we're going with this. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, murder. I was I was thinking about Fake saying murder, murder once a just year. to see what. I, <laughs> we'll call it the purge. No, no, it's um, too on the nose. No, no, it's true. Um, what's what's the synonym for purge? There you go. <laughs> the expulsion. You <laughs> expel as many people as you can in one day. Uh, I don't know what my 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 funny law would be because there's always there's a slippery slope with all of them. It's like oh, speeding. Yeah. It's like great. Can't <laughs> go speeding. I can't think of a good funny one because it's all of the ones I'm thinking of are so sad. <laughs> I don't know. Um, like em- eminent domain. Yeah, um, I, I, I think the uh, you know cash bail. I think is that a law that shouldn't it should be illegal? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, very, very uh, anti cash cash bail. Uh, uh, I get I get rid of the lottery. That's not I, a law too, but I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I would get this is this is going to be a sad one, guys. So buckle the fuck up. I would make I would get rid of uh, the laws against assisted suicide. Same. <laughs> oh shit! You said assisted suicide. Same. I'm on board. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh no! I, uh, the laws against uh, assisted suicide. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 generally. I think it yeah. should. No, I, I'm not saying that people should go around committing suicide, but I think there are there are situations in which a person extending a person's life would be against their wishes and cruel. I, as, a, as a guided I, thing, as, a, as something where you 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 have a psychiatric evaluation, exactly. you, you you talk through it, yeah. you use counseling beforehand. If at the end of the the the, the tunnel, they still say, "Hey." You know that I don't want to do this anymore. Then yes, I agree with. Yeah, you. I think. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah, if I mean, but, usually you, I would think in situations of like terminal cancer and things like that, you're like, I don't want to put my family through months of me fading from existence. I'd rather just you know cut the cord now. And that that's very sad and hard to do. But I think that's your right as a person, you know, to yeah, not have I'm, to suffer for that long. I am definitely like a supporter. Said, it's, it's, there'd be a lot of a lot of hoops to get to that point, I, but. Right I'm a supporter. So. I'm a supporter of like the Death with Dignity Act. Like, mm-hmm. I, I I I agree with that one. Um, I did think of one that I, I do want removed, and this is on a much lighter subject. <laughs> uh, it is illegal to sell home baked goods in New Jersey. What? Yeah. Uh, uh, is the um is a uh, occupational uh, licensing? Uh, well, it's I think it's like the pantry laws or something like that. You're not allowed to sell home baked goods in New Jersey. So, but it's, New Jersey baker. is one of like two. New New Jersey's like one of like two or three states that don't allow it. The rest of the country does. Hmm. So it's like, maybe maybe let's undo that because like, I'm not. I don't think I'm good enough to own my own bakery, but I would love to like bake for people and cook for people and make money off of it if I could. Uh, big like, pastry is going to be after you, man. <laughs> that that law is in place. That law is in place to protect. Uh, Big pastry is an industry to come it's in like, and mow you down. Tasty cake. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wake up one morning and there's gonna be a bunch of crushed up candy cakes at the foot of my bed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're the chocolate junior. <laughs> Shoots out in the air. Uh, yeah, I'm generally like I, I don't think that's specifically uh, the occupational licensing thing, but I'm generally in favor of rolling back a lot of the occupational licensing laws that make it harder for like 
you know, a kid to do like haircuts for prom or something like that because mm-hmm. it undercuts uh, local hair, you know, hairdressers and things like that. Like, you know, it just, just, you know, I'm, I'm generally in favor of loosening those, but, uh, but you know, man, good luck with the, with the pastry, with the pastry uh, career and uh, selling that stuff <laughs> out the back of your house. Thanks. I'll try. I'll, I'll see what I can do. Any other laws you guys want to get rid of? Uh, it's a, a lighter one. I think it should be legal to eat things before you buy them. Eat things before you buy them. Mm-hmm. I think okay. if you're in the store, you're like, I want an apple. You eat the apple. You say, hey, I ate an apple. They go, okay, give me 80, 89 cents. You can have that apple that you just ate. <laughs> so, so it's kind of the kind of same thing as like a restaurant. I mean, like yeah. you eat the food and then you pay for it generally. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's fair. Yeah, but it, it is illegal to do that. Uh, I don't think it should be illegal to do that. <laughs> they do typically frown upon that. Of, yeah, I'm trying to think of a lighter one than assisted suicide, but uh, yeah. which should be easy, but it's uh, proving to be difficult. It's pretty difficult. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah. myself out. <laughs> we're already, we're already like planning our flag as a very like anarchist uh, podcast. Yeah, we're just like this law, this law, this law. Very sort of like yeah, murder one. The machine, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fight, yeah. Fight, fight the power. Fight uh, the power. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other other laws, but I. I was I was thinking something along the lines of uh, like I saw the story that Trump pardoned uh, Roger Stone and I was like, why? Hey, he pardons one, yeah, because he gets to pardon one turkey a year. Hey yo, hey yo, got him, Roger Stoneberg. So yeah, like, I, got him. I, I was thinking something along the lines of that, but that's only for federal crimes. But also on the local level, governors can do something similar for stuff that's in their jurisdiction. It's like. It's, it's, so I, I'm not familiar with the intricacies, but it's like I, I've you see stories of like this governor pardoned this person who like never should have been in jail in the first place. Mm-hmm. But at that point, for whatever backwards ass reason, they had no other legal recourse or it would have taken seven years for them to get out of jail for killing their, the person who sexually assaulted them on multiple mm-hmm. occasions, like stuff like that. So it's like. It's just moving that same rule up to a federal state, but more often than not, not more often than not, but at that point, it's just like, this is literally like, oh, this dude helped me out. So like, yeah, no, he's cool. Well, so to be just to be fair and balanced, we cannot TMC or R that, but to be fair and balanced, uh, he did not pardon Roger Stone. He commuted his sentence. He pardoned Joe Arpaio. But he commuted Roger Stone's sentence, which which means that Roger Stone was still found guilty of the crimes of which he was accused. However, he doesn't have to just go to jail, let out which is still fucked out. I just think I think it's important. It's an important distinction because, like, that's another thing to be upset about. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I could be less upset that his sentence was commuted than if he was pardoned because it's like he, he obviously did something wrong. What the hell are you doing? Correct. Uh, but yeah. I, I, I guess to me, it's like the, the ones that often get commuted or something along those lines mm-hmm. are are douchebags who need to be in fucking jail yeah I, that seems to be the case now it seems to be it yeah. seems that if you did something illegal for donald trump you're not going to go to jail for it which is shitty that should be illegal that is the opposite <laughs> well, well, no, no, no. The you will still go itself... to jail if you if you did a shitty thing but also you uh you made fun of trump at a certain point michael cohen uh yeah you, uh, you will you will still go to jail at that point if you if you at one point said mean things about donald trump and you did illegal things for him then you're then you're just you know under yeah, the bus. So, so, something in there, like, I just don't like that. But at the same time, it, it's just kind of an escalation. All right, governors can do it at this level, which I don't necessarily disagree with. It's just on the federal level. 
president doing it on the federal level, I'm like, okay, I get it, but there should be, like, more restriction to it, just not, like, he's good. It should be by committee, it seems like. Yeah, like, that you seems like it should be the, a bunch of people. That shouldn't be the president. That should be, like, a committee within the Senate or Congress yeah. or something along those lines. Since literally everything else has to go through both of them, or mm-hmm. most of them, you know, whatever. But if, if you're doing it from a sorry. justice standpoint, I'm not sure how – I mean, as as much as I don't want Trump to have the ability to, like, commute people or, or commute sentences when he wants or any executive individual to be able to do that, um, I also don't like the idea of subjecting, like, justice to, like, partisan partisanship in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I have a feeling you start weaponizing people's freedom as, like, a, as a political coin yeah. at that point. Yeah, like, the system is a little bit broken. murky right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, almost like it's a swamp that's been uh, more swamped up and less drained. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Drain, drain it, baby. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll close with this. Uh, get rid of the death penalty. Have this. Yes. Capital punishment. Go on. We just had a first federal federal uh, death penalty prisoner uh, executed this week. Uh, yeah, let's get rid of that. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. it's not the fucking 14th century anymore. No, and uh, it costs more money to do that than to just keep them in jail. And so you put a lot of people not. to and you put a lot of people to death that could be proven uh, proven <laughs> innocent by DNA evidence later on in their lives if they're still alive, if you don't kill them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, I just want to lighten things up to close out that question. <laughs> well, well, here, th- this one's really light. I want them to uh, go back to the original... Uh, public domain uh, IP rights from 1998 before uh, Disney wanted to hold on to Mickey Mouse longer. Sure. Uh, yeah, there was a, there's an episode of Adam Ruins Everything Called Adam Ruins Summer. He goes over how Disney wanted to hold on the rights to a number of properties they weren't really using. So they lobbied to get the uh, um, public domain IP rights extended for a longer term. Yeah, Disney sucks. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, what are you, what you gonna, gonna do? do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Magical. I'll I'll lighten this up since Matt's lighting it up didn't really help. I'll lighten this one up. It's roadshow time, baby. I thought Tim was gonna suggest yet another law. No, what do we got, Timmy? All right, open a denim one. Describe the photo. Each bro needs to determine what they think the name of the object is. What the use of it is, and an appraisal value. Richie, it's probably more than $25. Just saying. I don't know. Look at this thing. So, Tim, you missed out on this. Uh, over the weekend, we, uh, we did, a, um, we did a, a round of the Antiques Roadshow drinking game. Yeah. Uh, with yeah. Uh, me and uh, Sean and Rich, along with uh, my, my wife, Jenna, and my brother, and a uh, friend of the show, David Bennett. Yeah. We I, did didn't an authentic round. Almost, I didn't get home until almost 11 from Shade Eats. Oh man, I, I would have been around for another round with you. Uh, at that <laughs> this point, second round of the just, antiques retro drinking game. I was burnt out from shade eats, so I needed to go to sleep. So let's take a look <laughs> at this this bad boy. What do we got, uh, Sean? How about you describe this this magnificent so it item? Looks for like us. a duck screaming a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, it looks like a a doll or something. There's like it. It has like it looks like it has two eyes. It has a flat face. There's an open. It looks like its mouth is a gape with something inside. Uh, it looks is like a gape a, a new bell. Yeah. Yes. Looks like, yeah. Looks like a, the premise like, is that it's a gape. The premise is that I don't have much control over my motor functions right now. It looks Native American because it has a lot of those geometric angles, and then yes. but also has crosses on it. Yeah, that's what's throwing me. 
So, I, yeah. I, I don't see those as, like, religious crosses, though. I don't think they're supposed to be religious crosses. I think they're just more of the geometric shapes. But they're not even. A lot, mo- most of their designs that are very geometric are symmetrical or, yeah. like, uh, fuck, is that, like, is that they, laterally like the... asymmetrical? Whatever. But it, it, that is very clearly a cross. Like, it's not even on the top and the bottom. Because we're yeah. looking at this sideways. Where I'm looking at it sideways. If I oh, cock yeah. my head this way, it's vertical. The weird looking eye things are supposed to be the top. Yeah, okay. Yes. So they're That's definitely crosses. It looks like something you would hold something in. Like cause with that weird open mouth thing. Like you'd like put some stuff in there. It seems coins or it almost, something. It almost seems like a rudimentary like baby doll. Yeah. I I think it's maybe something like a ritual doll. Mm-hmm. Um like you said, putting things into the mouth probably like there's probably a, a pocket inside the body that holds whatever they put into the mouth. Mm-hmm. And it, it I, I I I think it's also native Native American um uh yeah, it's some sort of ritual doll. You put the things in the mouth, you hold onto them and mm-hmm. you go you go from there. I really, I'm not really sure. You go from there. <laughs> you go from there. Yeah. Shove some, some there. stuff in that thing's mouth. Hey, just bada, bada, bada bing, bada there. boom. There you go. There's the doll. <laughs> um, as as the Native Americans would say uh, during this time period, bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada um, Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with Rich. I think this is a ritual doll of some sort. I couldn't tell you what it was. Uh, you know what? We'll say... Something to bless a newborn baby. How about that? Nice. Uh, Blesses a newborn baby, and I think this is about a, we'll say like a three hundred year old item, mm-hmm. and it is worth five thousand mm. dollars. Yeah, I was gonna go uh, forty five. <sighs> Singular forty five dollars. No, no, forty five hundred or forty five thousand. Forty five hundred. Forty five hundred. Okay. okay. Forty five hundred. Uh, Sorry, I'm. I'm still used to playing the roadshow where we knew the prices weren't going to be over like $10,000. No, <laughs> nope. Uh, Tim, what do you think? Uh, I, I don't think it's a ritual doll. I think it's supposed to be not mocking a ritual doll. I think this is something as part of like trying to convert Native Americans to Christianity. And this mm. is either made by Christians trying to convert them and like using it as part of a lesson, like you can almost see the eye, what looks like eyes above the head could be like, Oh, these are, this is God looking at you from above. And, or I'm just speaking out of my ass. It's, so either it's somebody trying to use this and not necessarily mock something that they've already made or something they regularly made, but like, all right, well you already make this. We're going to make it with our twist on it to ingrain it in your culture already. Um, or this is kind of like the first generation adoption from Native Americans already trying to integrate Christianity or understand it. So mm-hmm. one or the other, but I'm going to go. What'd you say, Matt? Five, five grand. Five grand. And Richie said $45. Um... <laughs> That's what I heard. I'm going to go. 
six five. Uh, okay. And I'm getting, I'm getting boxed out here. Sixty five. I, <laughs> I think Tim's on the right track. I think I'm gonna say it, it's a piece of Native American art that they were like when they started appropriating Christian symbols into it. So hmm. I think like it's like you know they're like you, you start meeting Christian, you're like, hey, this symbol's important to you. I'm, I'll we'll put it in there, and you'll like this. Uh, so it's also reverse what Tim's saying, as opposed to yeah. you know Christians appropriating the Native American art. Yeah, it's I think Native, it's Native American, American appropriating. It's like, it, but it's still that in between between being like the full Native American culture than Christian Native Americans. So like, it's still an in between. It's just going the other way. Uh, I would say this is worth two thousand dollars. Mm, all right, on so we got two. You got forty five hundred, five grand, and sixty five hundred. Uh, we have a script. Who wants to be in the Brose Players this week? Tim wants to be in the Brose Players. <laughs> Me, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be the other one. All right, Rich yeah. and Tim. Rich, do you, you want, want to be the appraiser or guest? Uh, I want to be. Let's see which is bigger. Uh, I want no, to be the don't guest. Don't cheat, you a hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be. I'll no, be Rich, the appraiser. Then. Rich already read the answers like an hour ago. Uh, <laughs> Right. I, after I put in my answer. No, okay. you said you're going to be the guest. I, I'll be the guest, sure. All right, Tim's the appraiser, Rich is the guest, and action. It's a ceremonial cradle board that my grandfather got uh, quite a number of years ago. And at that time, it was said to be 100 years old, so so it's probably now 150 years old. <laughs> Where was he when he got it? Do you know? <laughs> All right, Tim, you're off. Uh, all right. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the new appraiser now. Where was he when he got it? Do you know? <laughs> well, my best guess is he was probably somewhere in Washington, either Yakima or Natchez. Right? Sure. He left Toledo, <laughs> Illinois, as a 16-year-old boy, and he traveled west and settled in Natchez. Uh, my mother said it came from a tribe in Montana, but I don't know that for sure. Well, actually, it's a dog cradle. <laughs> it's that guy. He's, yeah, he's back. <laughs> well, let's high pitch this time. Yeah. Uh, it's better for your throat. You, <laughs> go ahead, whoever this person is. <laughs> you need to stick with it now. All right, Tim. Tim, Tim. <laughs> it's the biggest dog cradle I've ever seen. All right, I can't keep doing that. See, uh, this is unli- unlistenable. They would have put children in cradles like this, but they would have been, you know, this much bigger. Insert visual medium that we also do not get. Uh, And they would have been beaded like this. They're not really ceremonial. It's just something that the tribe did because they valued their children so highly. I suspect this Ute from Northern Colorado. Or, oh, this is Ute from Northern Colorado. I can't read. I... (laughs) It should be Shoshone Banak, which would be Montana area. It's from the reservation period. There's not a lot of hide on this cradle, it's mostly cloth, but hides were hard to get. All of a sudden, cloth became the commodity. After this, they got back into hides. The reason I think it may be Ute is, is the piece of cloth right here. Uh Uh-huh. It's a Navajo Germantown saddle blanket that's been cut down. It dates to about 1880, early 1890s. So so does the cradle. The doll is typical Indian doll. I didn't take it all apart to see if she's dressed up in beaded clothes. Let the next guy do it, is what we always say. 
That's a fucking weird saying. Uh. <laughs> uh, what do you think it's worth? Well, if I had to guess, it would probably be $500? Well, I'll write you a check after the show. <laughs> this Laughter. is a desirable piece, especially because it's child-related and it's a cradle board. Eight grand. Wow. You know, <laughs> on, a, on a good day, maybe 12 grand. Wow. What about insurance value? Because I don't think I'm planning to get rid of it. Oh, 15 or 20,000 to replace it. Easy. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> Chuckling. <laughs> you don't know what you have lying around the house, do you? No, you don't. And see. See. You get eight, eight thousand between eight and twenty thousand dollars. Twelve thousand. Twelve thousand. I'm gonna call this guy's appraisal into question. Is as he went on, he's just like eight thousand. No, no, ten thousand, twelve thousand, fifteen thousand, twenty like it just he's just got out of control at a certain point. Well, he he also said, uh, let the next guy do it, which means he didn't even want to look through the thing. Yeah, Tim, who the hell is this appraiser? Like, like it's, it's cockamamie. Like, congratulations on your win. You, Tim Tim got the closest as far as the uh, the price value. Uh, value but but uh, none of us had it on what it actually was. No, 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 no. no. So, you know, it was a it's a toy. Yeah, it's cool. To, cool looking toy. There's a dog in there. Looks so like weird. a duck. Quack. Which <laughs> yeah. what is are we next... looking at that it looks like a duck? Uh, I rotated it. It's got a little duckishness if you look at it. Uh, like it, like below the eyes, it looks like a beak. Uh, it, it looks more like a hood around a head, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I know. All right, I, I can get like 95 percent ducky. Guys, different strokes. What, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna. Quack. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask the next question. That's what I'm gonna do. Please do. Uh, if you could live in a book, TV show, movie, or video game, which would it be and why? Donna Kaz. Book, TV show, video game, or movie, which would you live in? So, hmm. Matt, if you don't say fucking Animal Crossing, I'm going to fucking murder you. <laughs> that libertarian paradise. <laughs> <laughs> But the inflation is too damn high. Tom Nook is the biggest fucking crook out there, though. So can you deal with that, Matt? It's, also, it's not a libertarian paradise because uh, the overlords artificially nerfed uh, the interest rates. Markets are being influenced unfairly. <laughs> that's true. Look, that's true. <laughs> that's Look, not the invisible pe- hand. That's the invisible Ooh. hammer and sickle, Sean. <laughs> People got to stop time traveling and then they won't alter the interest rates anymore okay <laughs> or oh, whether somebody died in a prison camp or not um all right so <laughs> wow uh so it, was that not, uh, I would not pick... a mandela effect joke? i'm sorry um, oh, okay 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 um i would not pick animal crossing i just i just not you know i mean i guess <laughs> i guess i guess in the sense that it is as close to real life as possible except for the whole all you live with is like pets uh kind of thing uh you know i guess yeah that's fine i do find it weird so so i i will say this i i play the game like i usually pick it up like once a day and i'll play it like i'll I'll basically what i'll do in the middle of the day is i'll take pictures of all the stuff that's available in the store and send them to my wife who's at work in case she doesn't in case she gets back after they're closed or something like that 
Um, and I will say that Isabel going like, you've all worked really hard this week. I'm like, I don't know, man. There's only like four jobs on this island. Like, there's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you sell clothes, you sell like knickknacks in the store or you mm-hmm. run the island. Um, and otherwise, <laughs> I don't think I don't think Blathers, the, the owl, is getting paid for his work at the museum. That seems like volunteer work to me, uh, <laughs> a, 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 tr- a true labor of love. So I, I have a lot of questions about how this economy runs. So, no, I would not go uh, with Animal Crossing for fear that <laughs> that this this bizarre buy anything at the sell anything you can at the store and they'll buy it mentality would just cause the economy to collapse upon itself. <laughs> You're right. Um, so I'll say Sonic the Hedgehog because got to go fast. <laughs> got, got, gotta go fast. That's, That's a much a more realistic breakdown, and then just uh, like I like to run. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, it'd be, it'd be kind of fun to have an anthropomorphic hedgehog saving the day every now and then. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> like the fact that like the moon got blown off in one of the games, but uh, but <laughs> apart from that, yeah, I'd be fine with it. So I would want to live in the uh, Mario Bros. universe, but the movie with John Leguizamo. <laughs> 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 on which side? Whoa. Uh, on the Mushroom Kingdom side, on the on the actual Mario side, and not the real world side. With or without the boots? <laughs> oh, definitely with the boots. <laughs> like boots. Come on. Come and, on. And those weird, creepy lizard Koopas. <laughs> or not Koopas? Uh, uh, or yeah, Koopas. Not no. Goomba. Really? Yeah, I guess they were the Ko- or Goombas. That's the word. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And then you give a Goomba a harmonica, and everything is great. Exactly. What game would you? What game or movie or book would you live in? I guess yeah, it doesn't have to be a game, so I don't have to pick Sonic. Uh, but what what uh, <laughs> what 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 piece of media would you decide to live in? What universe? I'm gonna go with uh, Little Brother. It's a book by I want to say Cory Doctorow. I haven't read it in forever, and I never read the second book. Where I've started the second book like seven times and I never finished it. Regardless, the whole point of it is it's like it's it's the opposite side of Big Brother is always watching you. And it's that like, fuck it, I'm a seventeen year old kid and uh fuck the system, I'm gonna tear everything down. Uh mm. with like grassroots hacking and just like reappropriating game systems for private communication to also tear down your system and all this other stuff. Um and it all starts out with a like a geocache game at the beginning. Uh, so great story and also just like power to the people, that ingenuity of technology and using what already exists. And I know the second book starts out at Burning Man and it's just like, that sounds like that'd be sweet if I enjoyed heat in any way, shape or form. Um, so I, I don't know. That just sounds cool. Mm-hmm. And fuck the government. Amen. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very strong theme for this particular episode. Yeah. Uh, I will, I will, I will put my actual answer will be Frasier because I want to live in a world. First of all, I just watched Frasier last night. Uh, <laughs> m- m- mostly still holds up. And uh, second, I, I want to live in a universe where a like de- like a, a depressed barfly can fly can move across the country and become like a wealthy, well-renowned radio host <laughs> just in, in the span of, I guess, a few months. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I, I want to live in that world where, where that's still a, a viable career possibility. So uh, what about you, Sean? I would like, honestly, as much shit as we talk on J.K. Rowling, I'd like to live in the Harry Potter universe. I think mm. having magic around would be cool. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, I'd just be like, on board with that. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I, you don't even have to be a magic person. Just having that available is dope. Hmm. Yeah, it does. But, yeah. My- so, just the world itself seems cool. I lied. I want to change my book. <laughs> what book? The, the Gate Thief series is such a good series. It's all about, like, all of the old gods are based on, like, actual magic users. And, like, the old god names are just passed down within the lineage. So all the Asian gods are just like, oh, that's this clan. And all the, like, Hindu gods, that's this clan. And the Nordic gods and all this stuff. And it's just so fucking cool. It's like, oh, this guy, he can turn into a fucking eagle and tear your face off. That's awesome. Nice. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> into it. Boom. Done. Um, what are you going to do? <laughs> Dude, it is what it is. Uh, Tim, how many questions do we have left? Dose. Dose? All right, let's do one of those two. I'm not sure if the last one's a question and just a shot at Matt. (laughs) Oh, boy. I'm glad you said it for last. Absolutely. Thank you, Mary, for setting that uh, wonderful finish up. So, next question. Did any of you that hadn't seen Avatar the, The Last Airbender go out and watch it after our previous question? Emily Cooper. Nah. <laughs> nah any, my, my, any of you is me because I think I'm the only one on the show who hasn't seen it yet, right? Let's see. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. No, I've I've not gotten around to seeing it. I, I I genuinely am interested in watching it, but I, it just continues to slip my mind. And unless I put a reminder in my phone to like, hey, watch Avatar at like five o'clock on Tuesday, yeah, uh, I, the, I'm not going to remember. I think it's also difficult to watch it because now, as a 30 year old who doesn't have the nostalgia for it, because truly the first season as an adult is like, I like it cause I liked it when I was younger, but like, I can only imagine that as a person coming into it, who has no, uh, like no connection to it. There's like maybe three episodes that you're like, okay, I understand why what's going on. Yeah. The first season is yeah. very childish in its nature. And even yeah. though those theme, not necessarily those themes, but like how the characters act is still childish to an extent in the later seasons. Mm-hmm. it's it's more like no you gotta like bone up and i think that's part of the story it's like mm-hmm. avatar is a kid he's legitimately 12 yeah and it's like him yeah. the, the the tone changes as the series goes on but i i agree like if you didn't already have that nostalgia or that nerdy like i need to see this then it can yeah. be a bit of a slog yeah, I, yeah. I don't mind kids show like like I genuinely enjoy Adventure Time now as a 31 year old man. Yeah, uh, it's a quality that program, and that's for kids. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not. It's a it's a kids show, but it is a, a ton of 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 quote unquote more mature <laughs> themes. Um, but I like it. It's a good it's a quality program. It's funny. The animation's mm-hmm. great. Um, so I have no qualms about it being like, oh, it's a kids show. Don't watch it because for kids. Yeah, um, because there's plenty of that kind of good programming out there. It's just yeah, I don't know. Avatar as a kid, Avatar did not really appeal to me. I think I. I want to say that it came out like right after I had sort of lost interest in anime as a kid. I think you're, um, I think you're right, and I think, but I think the reason I watched it was because I had my siblings are the, like my sister Grace is six years younger than me, so she was into it, and so I happened to be around while she was watching it, and it is very good. So I was like into it, and it, yeah. like, and it gets better. So you know, as in, like as I was growing up and like a young teen, I was like, this is dope. Yeah. Okay. So I had okay. Name. I'm gonna give it a shot. I, I, I promise you that I will that I will maybe have have watched it by the time there we is, get to our next episode, or unless I forget. There was there <laughs> quite was, a promise. I saw like a post somewhere that's like, if you want to see if you'll like it, there was a specific episode 
to watch is, that's like later in the seasons that's like if you like this and like if this seems interesting to you then go back and watch the whole thing otherwise it's not gonna be secret it was not secret secret it wasn't that no, one. i think it's, it's zuko uh, alone stories is it no, stories it's, about that it's zuko alone because it shows you it's like where they end up so it's like Toast. this is what's going to happen <clears throat> And this is like this is the kind of story that they're telling. You kind of, but it it's like if I think if you watch that episode, I think it's called Zuko Alone. Uh, if you watch that episode, you're like, okay, so this is going somewhere, and then it kind of gives a purpose to everything. The first season, basically, and you're like, okay, if you like that, watch watch it from the beginning, and if not, if you're like, man, I don't really care, then just don't. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> Stories of no. Bossing say if you don't know what anything is, makes zero fucking sense. Mm. Yeah, true. Yeah, you're not you're not crying at Iroh's story if you haven't watched the entirety of his arc up until that. Rip my heart out now. It's so good. Mm. Okay. Uh, what is our final, I, I guess, question, Tim? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, fuck you, Matt. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> Hugs and kisses, Donna Casnell. Hey, bros. So as I've been walking around town these last few weeks, I noticed that people in Cincinnati love Chick-fil-A, which is weird because I haven't seen a single one of their restaurants in the city. <laughs> people just put the Chick-fil-A logo on bumper stickers, shop windows. I even saw one hanging at the DMV. And then I saw the logo for the Cincinnati Bearcats. Feel free to Google this. So my question is, when was the last time you tried to fit in in a new place and totally choked? Love, Matt's brother. <laughs> so, so I hold love on. This question, this is great. So, so how does? Wait, I thought you said this was just bagging on me. Am I? Am I wrong? <laughs> no, I didn't know because I saw okay. the wall of words and I saw Matt's brother at the end. I was like, oh, this might just be Alex shitting on Matt again. Uh, which is a fair, which is a fair assumption. Okay, so, so Alex, uh, yeah, so my brother moved to Cincinnati uh, about a month ago. Uh, he's he's making hay there so far, but uh, but so when was the last time you felt very out of place, and how did you how did you cope with it? <laughs> I constantly feel out of place, and I just make stupid jokes until people like me. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think moving to Pittsburgh for college was probably the last, like, like real, not really fish out of water. It's not like I was like, oh, look, you know, listen, the the college that Sean and I went to is, yeah, listen, I was just another white kid at this college. So it's it's not really a true fish out of water thing, but like I moved across the state, like, you know, there's, there's definitely some, some, some culture shock there as far as like living on the Eastern side of, of PA versus the Western side. Um, I don't know. I think ultimately college is a little bit, is a little bit easier because they like sort of mash you together and make you be friends they're just like orientation stuff everybody meet each other be hang out classes things like that it's a little bit more structured um so i I don't know as far as i'll I'll defer to you guys while i think about this a little bit more what do you guys think um uh go ahead sean so this this is gonna i i want to preface this by saying i know this is gonna sound like what was me as a straight white dude but i don't mean it that way I feel that way a lot when I hang out with Aaron and a lot of their friends who are part of the queer community in Philadelphia. Okay. Because as, as a straight white, as a straight white dude, like a lot of the stuff, like that community is very tightly knit 
and there's just a lot of stuff going on in it that I'm not a, I'm not privy to just because I'm not part I'm an, I'm not part of it and I don't think I should be like I'm not being like they're holding stuff back I'm just like that's just not it's not it is not a place for me you know what I mean like there it's not it's not it's not on them to make me feel comfortable or be like like go out of their way to be like you're a part of this group because like at the end of the day I'm not like I can support them and you know and I love them all but it's like I'm not part of that group just because of who I am and that's again fine and I don't mean to be like this is hard but that's I feel out of place there because it's like I don't relate to their life experiences at all you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I I haven't mm-hmm. had to build a community of support because I've had that my whole life because of who I am you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I I've never felt I've never felt what oppression feels like because of that. So like there it's, it is a, it's a weird sensation. It's a weird thing. Like there, and to be very clear, they're not like mean to me or anything. It's just like a feeling I get, like, I'm not a part of this. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I'm, I'm there, I'm here. I support you. I'm like, we have a good time, but it's like, there is always a part of me that's like, I'm, I'm not, this, this like this isn't my space. And they have that's a whole okay. set of shared experiences that you simply haven't been privy to because I, of yeah. the fact that you're a straight white male. Like yeah. and, and yeah. like that's that's just hey, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, it is literally. What it is. <laughs> yeah. Um so no, that's that's interesting. So so how have you grown have you grown more comfortable in that space I mean, or how have you yeah, sort of broken I the ice? You just you just come compartmentalize. It's like these these are people who I consider friends and you know, and you just you just deal with it. Like and really the how i kind of think about it and i know this isn't true and it's false equivocation but i'm like this is like a taste of what it feels like to be them every single day and so it's like you know i can deal with feeling a little bit uncomfortable because like i like these people and i want to you know and they're and again they're all incredibly nice and great to talk to and you just have good conversations and you move on it's just like but it's just always in the back of your head you're always thinking a little bit like this isn't the place for me and so, yeah, so I think it's just you just compartmentalize and you move. You just kind of like put your head down and be nice and have just be at a regular like just act like you're at a, any other party or whatever or gathering. So, yeah, I, I think it's just you just kind of got to deal with it. I, it is it's it's weird because I don't think there really is any situations in which we're that much of outsiders on a day to day ever really like in a really it's all, it's all relative it's all relative. yeah yeah, yeah. like, Matt like just did, i mean alex just didn't know what the cincinnati bengals logo was since <laughs> they bearcats logo oh, that's bearcats. the bearcats. university bearcats. Out there. Yeah, right. uh, yeah the bear the bearcats are legit uh yeah. although I, I i could also very easily see alex be looking at the bengals logo and thinking that was the bearcats or vice versa <laughs> Same, right like, uh it's a big claw it's a big big freaking claw is their logo for the cincinnati bearcats um yeah but uh yeah, well, it's, it's a, a it's the C with the claws. Yes. Which is how yes. how how he made that uh right. Um <laughs> which by the way Um so so Rich, um Yeah. What are, what are your what's your experience in this area? So this is probably gonna sound kinda bad, but um it's and and it's become more stronger now than it was in like over the like a year ago. But anytime I'm with my family unfortunately hmm. like i've i've grown to learn that like me and my brother just don't have the same thought processes through certain beliefs and and ideals and like my dad says like some bad jokes and the most recent time was fourth of july where like 
I just we they we all got together and and I'm already on edge because of COVID and everything, and I'm like, I really don't think we should totally be doing this, but you know what? We're all outside and and we've all been on a two week quarantine already, so it should be fine. But then I find out, and it's too late for me to leave. When these people show up, they invited a few other people that end up showing up. And one of them I know doesn't take this as seriously, so then I'm even more uncomfortable. But I'm like, I can't be rude and just leave. Like, that's rude, and that's messed up. And so, I'll like, say, I would have fucking dipped ASAP. And be like, I don't I, know you, fuck you. Well, <laughs> it, that, that's the thing. I do know that. I know the people who showed up. I one of Whatever. them. They were both. Co- I haven't seen you in it's, months. It's, Fuck you. I'm out. Yeah, it, it's like the one I know doesn't take this as seriously as as he should, and I just I was like, I, I felt uncomfortable a lot of the time I was there. Uh, that like, yeah, it's just it, it sucks, and and, and I, I deal with it by just like you know what, let me just go into my own corner, let me be. Let me yell from across the yard. Let me just stick on my phone and be to myself because that's the best I can do. Mm-hmm. It's a tough situation, especially like if, if your, your values have just changed or your your views on, on life or whatever have just yeah. shifted over the years. That's yeah. that's a difficult yeah. thing to deal with. Yeah, and it's it, it, and it's just – I'm finding out more and more that like my brother's political thoughts – and, and and looking into things don't line up with me and not saying he's a Republican or anything, but just saying that like he he doesn't look into science as much as I think he should and and just believes what he wants to believe, but he won't like try to change his opinions. So like it kind of frustrates me there. Plus, my brother is kind of a jerk when he's drunk. So <laughs> I just I just don't want to deal with him when he drinks. Have you considered just walking around with a test tube at all times to like really drive the point home? Just being like regular swients right here. I got science. your swients. Ooh, swients. I'm going to throw it at you. Oh, it's going to poison you. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely could. It's, it's, it's a thought. It's a thought. Now, you keep them away from future family gatherings. Yeah. You'd be like, ah, oh, the science. It attacked me. Yeah. I mean, my, my mom's been getting mad at me because I post depressing stuff on Facebook a lot too. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I saw that. I saw Yeah. Listen, I love your mom. And I think it's I think she was she was coming at you with like I think she's genuinely worried because it's yeah. I think it is hard for everyone right now like to not post sad stuff because sad stuff is happening all the time. It's just it's yeah. the world we're living in right now. It's hard and sad and it's weird because, like, good news at this point is just basically the absence of bad news. Yeah. Like so it's just okay, oh, it's a good day today because like the COVID rate only went up by X and you know, the, the, like we didn't have like a, a terrible police killing or something like that. So yeah, it was yeah. a good day because none yeah. of that bad shit happened for it's like 24 hours. It's going to be a hours. great day. Yeah, yeah. I did a bunch of Coke last night and everything's going to be awesome. <laughs> last night. Um, wow. Uh, how's, how's that first glass of wine, Tim? <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, so, I'm on glass number two and my bottle is empty. Wow. That's oh, a, boy. That is a healthy-looking uh, goblet you've got going right there. <laughs> Isn't it? I would say as far as like fitting in in, in, in a place where you're, you're new, the closest comparison I've got is my most recent job because I started it in March and have basically had to get to know most of my coworkers electronically. I know what they all look like uh, because I saw <laughs> them in person and they most of them updated their Skype picture uh, before, once everybody went home. Dude, but you still use Skype? Gross. Dude. Microsoft uh, Teams, bro. Come oh, on. Oh, no, 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 no. Come on. Teams. 
No, stop Dude, Teams it. is boss. It, it, it cannot. I listen. I I am hearing this secondhand from from another person that I know who uses Microsoft Teams, and the difference between my current system and Teams, uh, according to them, is marginal. Uh, mm-hmm. Skype yeah, is not it's, good. It's almost exactly the same. Like, Skype is not <laughs> good. Listen, do not confuse this with me vouching for uh, Skype for business because uh, I'm not. But it, uh, <laughs> but, but basically, that's how I've had to get to know my my coworkers. Is essentially like. You know, there's a couple of people I talk to on a regular basis, but ultimately there's like nine people on my team and it's like I've had conversations with them, but it's been months since I've talked to like three of them because there's no need to. You know, we're all at home. Like, you know, I don't need to talk to them for my day to day job. They genuinely like we had a team meeting uh, last week and I piped up during the meeting about something. And I'm sure that like six of them like went on mute and be like, fuck is this guy? (laughs) It's like, which one is is this? I do that regularly on meetings. Like who yeah. is that? He's like who is that? This guy, he's got trying to contribute. No, shut the, <laughs> shut the hell up, man. Uh, yeah, so so it's been a little tricky, but I think ultimately you try to be be personable. You, you try to be receptive to the fact that things are a little bit in in this specific scenario. I've tried to be receptive to the fact that it's been a little bit weird for everybody, and so like you know, if I'm calling somebody about a specific you know deal I'm working on or a specific question I've got or an issue I'm having, like taking like a minute to, to engage in like, you know, even just small talk with people. Mm-hmm. Like I, I found that that works. If it's a completely new area, like with what my brother was asking about, like, Hey, complete fish out of water, uh, you know, new, new surroundings, things like that. I think being on the ground and, and walking is, is, and walking around a, a city like that and getting to know things on the ground is the best way to learn about it. Cause you're just driving around, you miss a bunch of stuff. Like mm-hmm. you can see, you can cover a lot of ground, but you miss a lot of like small things. Um, I did, I, there was one day I, I, I just spent a day when I lived in Newark, Delaware, just walking around town. Um, I had, I had rented a car. I had, I had, uh, gone out to visit some friends in Pittsburgh. I'd rented a car. And when I dropped off the car, I just decided I'm just gonna walk around town today. I have nothing else going on. I'm going to, you know, just bum around, see some shops. I, I, found a couple of stores I'd never even thought of before. I found a comic book shop, found a bookshop. You know, it was like, this is nice. And I, and I, you know, had some very friendly and engaging conversations with people. And it, it, it sort of eliminated a lot of like the shroud of mystery about a town that I'd lived in for a couple of months at that point, but didn't really know that well. So just walk around, get the lay of the land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, this, uh, this thought kind of started as a joke, but then I realized it's actually a brilliant idea. Set up a little door hang on your door that says, I'm new to the area. Suggest me some places to go. It and, depends and- on where you live. They're going to send you I, to a strip joint ASAP. If I, I'm, it dep- I'm, ass- <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> I'm assuming he lives in like an apartment complex of sorts. Uh, uh, sure. <laughs> and not right on a street, so he doesn't live right on a street. He, he does. He does live in an apartment building. Um, you yeah. know, it, again, that's that's one hundred percent dependent on where you live. If you're just going like, "Hey, yeah. I'm new in town," and it's like, "Good, <laughs> this guy's got a whole bunch of brand new furniture." <laughs> new in um, town. New in yeah. town. I'm new. I have AIDS. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, it's a John Mulaney joke. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I know. Listen, I know, I know, I know. I was, I was thinking I more than they were gay. Gonna... <laughs> I'm new in town. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on this one? Or uh, are we ready to wrap this bad boy up? Uh, I think it's hard. I, I agree. I mean, I think the family one is a little bit different because you were, it's, that's less you being new in the situation and a little bit, I think. So I've always had a hard time with my extended family because I knew our values didn't line up in a certain way. You know, I always thought like 
they were just more into like they're very much from Philly. Like they're very close knit. All of my my entire extended family lives within like two miles of each other up in northeast Philly. And like they like a bunch of them are related to cops. And like it's just like it's very Philly. And so I was just like, you know, we I went to like high school outside of the city. And so you meet people who like you meet other white people, but just like a different kind of white people who are just like less less Philly, I guess. And so we were, I just thought we'd just like, they just like to go to gross, like shitty Philly bars. And I wasn't really into that. So I thought that's why we didn't get along, but it turns out they're just kind of bigots. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, like it just, that we just are, our moral philosophies are at a loggerheads. Like I, and if my mom is listening, I do not mean to say that I do not like my extended family, but like they do a lot of shit that like, I, I love them because they are my family but I would not be friends with them if I were to meet them on the street. Yeah. And um, like they had a, they had a, um, a graduation party like last weekend, the weekend before none of them wore masks. And it's just like, it's like, guys, I understand. I don't know. I just don't, I don't, I can't get, I can't get in bed with that kind of stuff. You know, I, and that's a weird thing to say about your family, but like, I can't, I can't, I can't be a party to that. Does anybody have a take or anything they want to wrap this show up with? Well, coronavirus sucks. Coronavirus does suck. I do have a take, but how far are we? We're at an hour and a half, so I think I can I can save it for a different episode. I'll still I'll remember this take. Well, Sean, if if people want to hit you up for your plasma after you find out that you've had COVID, um, where can they find you on uh, on Twitter? At hey, it's sob. How about you, Rich? At b underscore walnuts. How about you, Tim? At Tim R. Hansen. Also, Sean, are you A positive? Because that's important. I don't know. What? what? I still you don't know. know. I told type? you I didn't know. I don't know my blood type. It could be anything. It's, I have my own blood. Get away from me. Get out of my blood. <laughs> wow. I'm kicking your blood. I, well, Zucker, Zuckerberg could be listening, and that's why he's not saying. Yeah, be yes. careful. I'm OB positive that you can follow me at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. OB positive is not a blood type. Uh, the podcast is available at uh, Brose underscore podcast on Twitter and on Facebook at Brose Podcast. Um, you can listen to our show anywhere refined podcasts are bought and sold, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. And if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the show, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That is brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions, to Shannon Vogel for designing our world-famous logo. And you can find her work at Shannon Vogel Photography on Facebook or on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Steven Siebert, and you can listen to his work at the Free Music Archive. Uh, Rich, what's going on with your other podcast these days? Check out PodQuest, a uh, nerdy roundtable where we talk about the news and whatever else we did that week. Um, as of uh, the recording today, uh, both uh, the new Paper Mario game and Ghost of Tsushima came out. So this week we should be talking about at least one of those games. I co-host the Keystone Coast to Coast Sports Podcast with my buddy Eddie Provident. Um, by the time you hear this, we may have, will likely have just put out our most recent episode where we talk about uh, the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the National Hockey League uh, rebooting their seasons within the next week or two. Um, and we talk about whether or not we think it's a good idea. It's not. Uh, <laughs> nope. But, uh, but we, do, uh, we do get into some of the news, and we also break down some of the most recent uh, NFL news. Um, and uh, we hope you enjoy the show. Say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Bye. Bye. Hasta luego.
Hasta banana for Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien and the entire Action Moose team. <laughs> My name is Matt Casno, reminding you to be smart about being stupid. That was a terrible Randy Savage move. I apologize. Moo! I wanted to finish this the way we started. Moo! 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 Oh, yeah! You're going moo-where! Moo-where! That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs>